nothing tastes as good as a cup of the hanging tea. Ah. The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations. You are listening to the podcast, Tea and Talk, presented to inform, educate, inspire, and encourage meaningful conversations on Bahamian arts and culture. My name is Robert Bain, dancer, teacher, choreographer, and someone who believes in the preservation of all things Bahamian. I am sitting down with persons of like mind to discuss the Bahamian perspective on the arts and the Bahamian way. Now, Let's welcome our guest. All right, this is Robert Bain back with another podcast. Yeah, another podcast today. Yeah, um, we're going to continue on with the conversation I had uh, recently with uh, Miss Ali Nash Ferguson. So this is this is uh, podcast two. Um, but before we get into that, um, the music you heard in the beginning, the introduction, that um, that music was done by a gentleman by the name of Jason Ferguson. You know, I like to give credit where credit is due, you know, and I appreciate um, the use of his, his music, you know. And see, we, we need to start doing that. We start need to start giving people credit for their work. Because there's a lot of work that went into that, you know. So you need to give people their credit. You don't just use people's music, all right? You ask them. They say yes. All right? You don't do that. All right? Okay, good. So we got that sorted out, right? See, they, this program is to educate. It, it's part of it is to educate. Um, um, and for too long, we've taken a lot for granted in, in the Bahamas, and we need to stop it, right? And uh, the music that you hear underneath, that beautiful music there, that's my brother, Fred Ferguson. Yeah, Fred Ferguson. Awesome guitar player, um, amazing musician, and an amazing human being. Yeah. That's my brother. Okay. Um, so, there are some things happening around um, the Bahamas. And uh, like I say, you know, if uh, anything that you guys have going on, any events that's taking place and you want me to talk about it, um, just let me know. Okay. Uh, one event I want to mention uh, before we get started is the 5th Annual Shirley Hall Bass Dance Education Forum. I mean, this is a way away um, but it's taking place. So, you know, I'm going to have Chris, um, Chris, Kristen Carroll, who is the niece of Miss Shirley Albass, and Dr. Faith Butler, who's the lecturer at the University of Bahamas, come on and talk a bit more about um, the Shirley Albass uh, um, um, legacy project. Um, it's an organization that I think started like about four years ago, four or five years ago. And they even they did a virtual thing during the, uh, the, the pandemic and they got a lot of work done. But this year they are uh, actually having stuff. They're having it in person. So full-fledged uh, um, event happening here in the Bahamas. And uh, this year's theme is, is Dance Integration Beyond Imagination. Moving a nation one classroom at a time. I love it. And this all happens on the 27th to the 30th of, uh, of July. Uh, it takes place at the Harry Seymour Library. Featuring international teachers. All right. Please support this event. This is a, this is a, a worthy event. And those persons who are dancers, you will benefit from it. 
And I think also on that program, they have Akitha Carey who will be uh, also uh, presenting. Um, so it's, you will hear about this a little bit uh, later on in depth. Okay. So, like I say, with this program, you, hopefully, you will be much smarter at the end of it. And the awesome thing about this program we can talk about the things that that makes us happy as artists. Oh, we can talk about those things that make us sad as artists, those things that impede our development and uh, our desires. So um, I want to get into the, the conversation that I had with uh, Ms. Ali Nash Ferguson and um, enjoy it. All right? Have a good day. What we're going to do is define what Bahamian music is. That's the first thing. Then we are going to map out our strategy as to how we will encourage more Bahamian music to be produced. So that's the main thing we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then after that, once the music is produced, now we talk about how we disseminate it. Mm-hmm. Why don't we have a law? See, I'm, I'm a hatchet when I get ready. Why don't we have a law that mandates these radio stations that they may, must play a certain percentage of Bahamian music? Right now, I don't think there's any incentive for the musicians. Mm-hmm. We have musicians who have left this country because they have not been able to, 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 to sustain themselves. Yeah. It'll make you weep. And so to me, this is what a ministry of culture is supposed to be doing. Yeah. That's music is only one theater, mm-hmm. okay? Every time I turn around, somebody is using some Jamaican or American slang. Where is the, where is, and people are on Facebook calling our language, Bahamian English, mm-hmm. slang, and bad English, it's a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Where is the program in place to explain what our language is and why we need to keep it? Where is it? Where, where is the program that ensures that all of these things are passed on to the next generation. Do we have young apprentices in shipbuilding? Do we have young apprentices in food waste? Do we have apprentices in straw work? So when grandma die and only I could have plot that kind of plot, mm-hmm. it dies. So my, this is to me what the Ministry of Culture is supposed to be doing, preserving and ensuring that our culture lives. And then the Ministry of Tourism now going to have the event in Pompey Square and we can do this and we can mm-hmm. do that to make sure the visitors see what we do. But we are not going to leave our culture to chance anymore because we are for want of a better word, under attack. Think about where the Bahamas is Mm. on a map. I call us the brown girl in the ring. We are in a ring of super 
cultural mm -hmm. powers. Yes. The United States to the north, you got Cuba, you got Jamaica, you got Haiti, and there we are, plunk right in the center. Plunk right in the center. And so my thing is this. This is me. If God had intended for us to be any one of them, he would have put us there. He put us here and he made us different. Mm -hmm. And I personally, that's one of the reasons why I try to to celebrate Bahamian culture as much as I can. I believe awesome. he made, when I celebrate Bahamian culture, I celebrate the variety of God's creation. That's how I see it. Mm. I, you know, I, I've never heard it placed in the context that you put it in terms of Mr. Tourism, Mr. Culture. I always knew that the Minister of the, the, the Department of Culture or the Ministry of Culture their job is just as important as what comes out of the prime minister's office. Amen. All right? Uh, because they are responsible for the molding of the minds Amen. and preservation of anything that is Bahamian. Amen. We're talking from music, and like you you, you articulated, music, the food, all the traditions that it's supposed to we're, we're supposed to have, we should have, just like they have buildings for whatever, we need a building for those things as well. Mm -hmm. We need a building that, that speaks of our culture, <coughs> that speaks of the history, mm -hmm. almost like the Smiths. We like to copy things. We like to copy everything. Why don't we copy something something like that? The Thank Smithsonian, you where we can Where we have Bahamian art uh, 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 displayed. Yes. Uh, there have been a lot of uh, geological findings, things that people have dug out of the ground in terms of the Aboriginal people that lived here. There are things that could be put on display. I think persons have tried that. I think Ed Moxie tried that with Jumbe Village and at some point. Some other persons have tried it mm -hmm. um, over, the, over the past year. And look year. how long it lasts. Right. It lasts two days. Thank right. You. I mean, I mean, just exactly. Not important. Not important. Mm -hmm. But how do we start a dialogue? Mm -hmm. How do we start a dialogue with government? or Because um, we got to start it with them mm -hmm. at some point. Because obviously they don't get it. Uh, they don't understand. Mm -hmm. Or they don't want to understand. Mm -hmm. Or it's just choice not to understand. Um, because like culture is, uh, the aspect of culture, the it's not important. Um, the banking is and some other things. Mm -hmm. Not um, culture. But not, not the, uh, I mean... They are still pursuing, um, well, selling sun, sand, and sea mm -hmm. uh, abroad. But to me, that's that's dead. That's that that no longer exists. Yeah. Like one person on one of my podcasts says, supposed to be, yeah, sell sun, sand, sea, uh, history, culture. Exactly. You know, you get, we, we need to, to yeah. update it a little yeah. bit, right? Um, but how do we start a dialogue? How do we start a dialogue with the powers that be? A national dialogue, that is. That, because we have tried so many. You and I were part of a commission some time ago, and oh boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, how do we start something that that's gonna live past us? How do we start? How do we start the dialogue? How do we get government to start understanding the importance of culture? They talk about this thing called the what the orange economy. Economy, yeah. Yeah. Um, how do we get, people need to work anyhow, whether it's orange, blue, green, purple, mm -hmm. whatever, people need to work and artists need to work. And the artists, to me, the artists, they are the, the blood, they're the lifeline, they are the, the pulse of, of, of any country. Yeah. We don't understand that how reality. Do we, how do we start a dialogue with? Quite frankly, I have no idea. 
I, I, I am thinking it has happened so many times before and failed that that's not even the answer. I've been on more commission that you could, than you could shake mm. a stick at. And every time you say, oh, this time we can make it happen. And then it just, it peters right out. I don't know what to say because I was going to say that, you know, the, the, the art and um, community, the arts, we need to, arts and culture, we need to come together mm -hmm. and present our petition as a united front. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if that's a good idea, and I don't know how that happens, but I know so many people in our area are so exhausted mm -hmm. because of the futility of the efforts over the years. I don't even know if you'll get anybody to come. Yeah, that's... Uh, people man. are really dying. Yeah, people are burned out. I, I mean, I am. I've been... I've done. I've just retired from 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 education, um, and I've tried with the dance company. I've been part of the company for thirty one years. Um, we're still struggling. Yeah. Um, every we're still big. I, I particular what I think. I don't know. We need to. There, there is a way. I believe that there is a way, but there has to be. Uh, we need to find a way to 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 have dialogues with the government and try to get them to understand. Because, like I always say, they they have traveled. They have seen the yeah. the kind of interest that people put in their own culture yes. and their foods yes. and everything else. Yes, you know, um, and we have we are Bahamians are the most talented. Tell me about it. Resourceful. Tell me about it. People, I mean that I know I don't I don't, <laughs> but it's all here. Look here, it, it's all here. Literally, look here. That's a box that a furniture store threw away. Mm. Right here. Okay. You put this, you put this in the hands of a junk canoe, and you will end up getting that. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It literally, we are people who turn cardboard into international um, and world-class works of art. Yeah. Isn't that something? What do you think the, the government's or impression of the arts is? How do they? How do you think they see us? How do they think? They I see think us? they see it. Me personally, I believe they see it for more as entertainment, rather than a way of life, rather than a means of income. I think they see it simply as entertainment that is fleeting. Hmm. That's that's the only thing I could put it to. You know, Jackson used to tell us, you got to see what you're looking at. You see what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't think we see what we're looking at. I don't think we see what we're looking at. And that could be our problem. But other people see it. Other people see it. And other people take advantage of things that we should be benefiting from. Because we can't see what we're looking at. The other thing is... Wow. You know, we have shied away from a lot of sensitive topics as a people over the years. Mm -hmm. Given our history of bondage, slavery, okay. we have been taught that we are inferior. Mm. Okay. We have been taught that your skin color is... 
I don't know if the word is deterrent, but your skin color just ain't the right color. The right color. Right. We have been taught that our brain power is not the same strength as people of another hue. <laughs> and so it's only now in the 21st century that we see a gradual change, mm -hmm. a gradual awakening. I call it the epiphany. Mm -hmm. But still, I'm mashing nobody gone. That's right. But still, hair and skin bleach are two of the best-selling commodities <laughs> on the world market. Okay? So you see my point. Yes. So we seem, we it, as it was a learned behavior, we have to know that so that we can consciously make steps to unlearn it. And so we have to unlearn it. And that may not be as obvious a program or a plan as the other things, but it's there. It's there. And our, I say that because when you talk about us loving to copy, I think it is because we don't think what we do is as good as everybody else's. I think it has gotten to ridiculous yeah. proportions. Yes, yes. I'm trying to think what the young lady said. She said something about, let's say, like the book is on the table. And I would say as a Bahamian, the book on the table, she's a Bahamian. And she said the book on the table. Mm -hmm. So she's imitating a Jamaican, Jamaican yes. way of speaking. Mm -hmm. Because clearly she don't think hers is superior. This weekend coming up, we are having oh, an God. imported oh. festival that we decided, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. that Trinidad does street dancing better than we do. Mm -hmm. And so we better copy them because what we have is not good enough. That's my Chalkanum? feeling. No, dear. You see anybody down through the Caribbean copying us? Okay. Even countries like Jamaica that have traditionally had... I always make the distinction, a John, a John canoe, whatever they call it. Mm -hmm. It's not John canoe. Mm -hmm. We have made this ours. Mm -hmm. And so, and so all of these things, to my mind, point to the fact that we just don't think same thing with music. Yeah. Tell me why Bahamians don't feel, I have to say, we don't feel that 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 her mom rake and scrape is as good, is as powerful as Calypso or reggae. How is it that the Trinidadians can take Calypso and Soca to the world, Jamaicans can carry reggae, but be busy playing their music instead of developing our own? <laughs> Why is that? I Why don't we believe that our music is just as good as anybody else's? It takes the world to come and tell us that, eh? Joseph Spence, for example. Oh, please. Thank right. you. Tony World McKay. renowned. Tony McKay. Thank you. The Obia Man. The Obia Man. Mm. You know, the world have to come and tell us. Yeah. We have to be validated from the outside. Yeah. yeah. We have to be somebody from the outside has to say, yeah, you're all good. And then we'll believe it. We'll believe it. Well, I... Jankanu is one of the few areas where we have not waited for outside validation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, tell, 
for, from for um, from a historical historical perspective, mm-hmm. I know you. I know your involvement in Jonkunu, and you are a historian. I know you do the Jonkunu two four two. Two yes. Yes, on on Saturday, Saturday mornings. Saturday yeah. mornings. Uh, what time is that? Since nineteen ninety eight, you know. Yeah. 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 yeah that's awesome. Um, it's it's ten o'clock every Saturday morning on ZNS. Well, you, you all need to listen to that, okay, and get some get some information. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Um, I don't think a lot of us don't really have an appreciation for the history of Junkanoo. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't basically have uh, any knowledge of some of the the persons who have helped to to bring us this far. Yeah. Um, tell us about from. I, I mean, you remember from a child or uh, your experience with Junkanoo, how it was. I guess like. I guess in the 60s, we go back that far, as far as you want. Uh, I've heard the stories of Junkanoos coming over the hill. Yeah. Um, could you tell us from that hill? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I started to read about it, and I read a lot of information out of uh, Clement Bethel's book, his, right. thesis, his thesis, that Nicolette right. redid. Yeah. And that was very valuable. And then... Uh, not too long ago, Prime Minister Davis's son, Christopher Davis, mm-hmm. he did some research and discovered that the man that the British called John Canoe. John Quar. Right. Okay, so you have that story. Right. I tend to paint with broader strokes. Mm-hmm. I, my, the story that I tell is very general, mm-hmm. that the Africans used whatever time they had mm-hmm. to recreate their festivals from home to Mm. renew their spirit and so they stole away under cover of night to reclaim their heritage Mm -hmm. and that has eventually evolved into what we today call Junkanoo. Now uh, my Junkanoo story started actually before I was born. World War II, the Americans entered World War II after Pearl Harbor was bombed December 1941. Mm By 1942, they had made an agreement with the British government to use certain British colonies in their part of the world to build airstrips to train um, um, pilots. Okay. That is what led to the Burma Road riot. Okay. Okay? Because the Bahamian workers discovered that they were being paid less for the same work than their American counterparts. Really? Okay. Right, at the Pleas- by the Pleasantville Company. Okay. They rioted. The government moved swiftly to ensure that that would not recur. And so they banned all street parading, including Junkanoo. Ah. So there was no Junkanoo on Bay Street from 1942. And then in 1947, five years later, my uncle was in a group of people. They were all his friends. Mm-hmm. They got together and they petitioned the government. They asked if Junkanoo could be returned. The government, in essence, these are my words, said yes. Mm-hmm. You can have a trial parade, New Year's 1948, and if the people behave, it can continue. So my uncle, if the people behaved, it continued. And so my uncle was a part of what they call the Masquerade Committee. Okay, okay. I was born in... Your uncle, your uncle... Ivor and Bosfield, my mother's brother. Okay, 
My father died in 1951. I was 19 months old. Mm -hmm. My mother promptly, with her nine-year-old son and her baby girl, promptly moved back home where she had two sisters and her brother, Ivern, who were not married. Mm -hmm. So we were back in West Street, and I had mommy and her two sisters and her brother mm -hmm. raising me. Okay. Because of the role that he had played in returning Junkanoo to Bay Street, every Junkanoo morning, the fellas from over the hill came rushing up here. They stopped right outside <laughs> our street, out, outside our house, uh -huh. and they lit. That was an empty lot over there. They, they heated their drums over there while they waited for him. He was always sitting at the kitchen table waiting for them. He was in, and he would get up, he went to Junkanoo in full suit, uh -huh. and he would put on his jacket. Uh -huh. They would escort him with great pomp and circumstance to Bay Street, and when the parade was over, they would rush him back. And I was mesmerized by that. At the age of four, I asked if I could rush. And they thought it was cute. And so only because he was out there, they allowed me to go. It was not something that girls did and not something that people from quote-unquote good families did. Mm -hmm. But in those days, the groups rushed the whole neighborhood to Bay Street. wasn't no trucks going with no costume. Everybody had on their costume. Right. And you rushed to Bay Street. Mm -hmm. And when the parade over, you, you rushed back with the boys. We had a special hill beat for coming up the hill mm -hmm. to go over the hill when you left. Bay Street. So the music was different. And the costumes, like I say, no cardboard until the 1960s. Mm -hmm. And so everybody in shirt and pants and toss a lot. And in this neighborhood, as Christmas was approaching, you would always hear the boat in, the boat in, everybody asking if the boat in. Mm -hmm. Because Maureen Duvalier, and Sax Taylor, who owned the Junkanoo group down here, mm -hmm. his sister Naomi Taylor, mm -hmm. they used to work on the boat. They were performers on the boat. And if the boat was in, the boat running from Miami to Nassau, mm -hmm. if the boat was in, as the people put it, you could be sure you was going to have that big show on Bay Street because they were going to be out there. My God. And so it was a wonderful time for Junkanoo. The street was full all night of people walking to the parade, and that is the magic that has never left me. Oh, my God. We have, oh, God, we've had so much. Yes. That's so much. Yes. You know, we we need to do this again. This is a lot uh, lot of information, and it's... it's we just it's, starting, eh? We just starting, man. <laughs> Jeez, squeeze. Listen, I, I, we, we need to, you and we need to talk some more. Uh, yes. This is, uh, this information is just so important, and we have a responsibility to the, the generation to come. Yes. And uh, we have to, uh, we, have, we have to try and make a difference. Um, before we end this podcast, uh, boy, I don't want to end, but I, <laughs> uh, um, I normally ask a, a question, um, well, you normally know, I ask the one before and the one after, hmm. and the, the, and the one that I ask at this point in the, um, in the podcast is what is Bahamian? What is to you? What is Bahamian? Um, Robert Bain. I love the way you call me. <laughs> you, you always... I don't know what my answer is to that. 
I guess the best answer I could give you since our time is running out that's is right. Bahamian is me. Well, fine. That's, that's it. That's fine. No, 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 no worries. Uh-huh. Bahamian is me. To me. Because we could rattle off all these things. Love of country, you were born here, you like yeah, peace yeah, and rice yeah. and on and on and on. Yeah, there's no correct answer. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. There's, no, there's exactly. no correct answer. Exactly. Yeah, there's no correct answer. Where your navel string berry. Where your navel string berry, you know. <laughs> if you ever get beaten with tamarind switch. All <laughs> Exactly. You know, it's like, I, I am... I am just so uh, so mesmerized by our culture, and mm-hmm. I am so so aware of of it. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm so so aware of past um, in the middle, yeah, and where we are right now, yeah. And I I favor I really favor the the past the past, yeah. You know because in it there's in that lie so much, yes. It lies, and in it lies so much of who we are, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I would love, love, love to see that again in 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 whatever form that it's it's pre- presented. Yes. Um, whether it's, it's documented, I I was on the phone yesterday with my cousin in Grand Bahama, mm-hmm. and we were talking about uh, some of the history, which I want to do a podcast. Uh, uh, the history of where I came from, from Grand Bahama, because I grew up in a little area in Seagrape, and it was the, just the, 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 just the, just that part of it, just the growing up, the, the my grandmother. We talked about my grandmother, and we talked about how, how dicky my grandmother was, and yes. how every, every uh, her birthday was in December, and how we had to go to her house on December because it was her birthday, nice. and she pulled out all the china and all stuff like that, and we complained because we didn't want to go, and she taught us how to do this and do that, that. and then the next time was Easter, and then the the the, the community that we lived in, and my cousin then she said, you know, and a lot of great people came out of. Our, our area mm-hmm. and I said yeah you know and there was some acknowledgement of culture to us Junkanoo was Christmas well Grand Bahama Junkanoo but the the, the most um, outstanding part for me was when we grew up when they, they paraded in our neighborhood and they came to the house and there was the sky with the house on the head and yes and stuff. you know that that stuck out but I'm I'm really stuck back there but I just think all that information need to be uh, presented, be kept, be preserved, because uh, my grandchildren and their children and their children need to know this information. And so as one of my guests said, um, you know, we have to create these archives, create these Absolutely. things. Um, Speaking of archives, from about the late 1960s, every time the word Shankanu was mentioned in the newspaper, I cut it up. I have stacks, but now I I have to get assistance in, what's the word, digitizing them digitizing. because I can't let people touch the newspapers because yes. they won't last. Yes. But speaking of archives, I decided to do my own. I'm thankful that you, you um, agreed to, <coughs> to be a part of this one, and thank you for inviting me in this space, man. This is... Of course, we want to go back on Bay Street. Yeah, let's go to Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Robert. It's been it's been my privilege. Thank you so much. And you guys, thank you for listening to Tea and Talk. And uh, we'll be back very soon. And you're listening to Tea and Talk. You're listening to the podcast Tea and Talk.
The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations.